0: On this episode of the Catholic Echo Podcast from the Diocese of Youngstown, we're talking about Christmas and Christmas music with Bishop David Bonner, Father Michael Bollish, and Ralph Holtzhauser. Find more about this episode's topic, including articles from the Catholic Echo, at catholicechoorg podcast. And now, the host of the Catholic Echo Podcast, Father Jim
1: Corda. Hello and welcome to the Catholic Echo podcast. I'm your host, Father Jim Corda. Our show is brought to you by the Annual Dosses and Appeal, the Catholic Communication Campaign, and Cumulus Media Youngstown. With me again is Bishop David Bonner. Welcome to our show. Thank you so much. Tomorrow we celebrate Christmas. Of course, this evening is Christmas Eve. Sometimes when I think of today, I think how fast time flies and how quickly these celebrations and significant moments really come upon us. And as we celebrate Christmas tomorrow, there was a lot of preparation. For example, many people, I'm sure, have already gotten their Christmas trees up, their gifts bought. There are those people who tend to isolate themselves and don't like the holidays. But the holiday, especially Christmas, is a time for us to celebrate significantly the birth of our Savior. Why is Christmas so crucial for us as
2: Catholic Christian? I think what is so inviting and exciting about Christmas is that the Word becomes flesh and dwells mm-hmm. among us. Jesus comes among us. He takes on our skin, our humanness, so that we might live and have new life. And it's the great promise of Christmas wherever we are in our situation in life, whether things are going well or whether things are maybe not going so well, if we're sick and struggling... This is really good news, and it's great hope. Mm
1: -hmm. Unfortunately for many of us in the United States of America, we tend to buy into a lot of commercialism and materialism, and that's for every holiday. You know, Christmas things have been out for months, and of course, as soon as Christmas is over, we'll get ready for Valentine's Day and then the next celebration. So why is it important for us to kind of step aside, at least as people of faith, to know that tomorrow is Christmas. Today is still Advent, but tomorrow and this evening, we're going to enter into that celebration of Christmas, celebrating the birth of Jesus. How do we kind of isolate ourselves from the commercialism that's really all around us, if that's at all possible?
2: Well, I think it all begins by our preparation for our Christmas Mass, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't end at the Mass. Christmas is a season. continues. I used to get so upset when I would see, I still get upset when I see this, when I see Christmas trees on people's yards ready for the garbage the day after Christmas Mm -hmm. or two days after Christmas. Christmas is a season and that octave of Christmas holds the same value and significance as the day of Christmas. Mm -hmm. And I think that's That's the challenge, because the world is saying, okay, Christmas is over, let's get on with our lives, let's get ready for New Year's, let's (laughs) listen to the, the hits of the last year on the radio. But we, as people of faith, have to stand up and say, oh, no, no, Christmas continues. And it really, I remember a card I got many years ago, a Christmas card. Christmas began in the heart of God, and it is not complete until it reaches the heart of man. To reach the heart of man is to behold that seasonal sense of Christmas and to be that presence of Jesus to the world.
1: And I'd like us to talk briefly about some of the seasons, the celebrations within the seasons that we have in Christmas. And the first, obviously, is the Feast of the Holy Family. Why is it important for us to remember and celebrate the Holy Family, and how can we best do that as a family?
2: The Holy Family is a model for all of us in our individual families. And when I was a parish priest, I would often have my family come to wherever I was Mm -hmm. stationed, and we would have mass and a a gathering thereafter. What really brought this feast home for me, though, was every Christmas, my mom would put a a gold bow on our family portrait. Mm. And I think that was her way of calling attention to our family in gratitude, but also to remind us that we are called to be like that holy family Mm -hmm. on a journey of faith, Mm -hmm. wherever it takes us. We need to stay together.
1: One image that comes to mind in in my family is that my mother, God rest her soul, put up a Christmas tree in every room of the house. (laughs) And so in all of our bedrooms, in the basement, in the living room, dining room, She had a Christmas tree, some were big, some were small, but there was that focus that you remembered that we were celebrating this special time of the year. I recall another opportunity when one of my brothers who was career uh, Navy came home during the summer. And it was the first time that he had been home in a couple years. He was not coming back probably for a couple more years. Oftentimes they didn't even know where he was because of the secrecy of what he was doing. And so my mother put up the Christmas trees in August because my one brother was coming in from the Navy. And so there's that whole sense that, you know, it's a special time of year. It's a special occasion to remember and to gather and celebrate as family. Obviously, then we get into the new year and we're going to talk next week about the new year, past and present and future. But another celebration is the Feast of the Epiphany, when Jesus was made known to the Gentile world in the persons of the Magi. That story, that legend that some people call myth, but really that celebration of faith that tells us that Jesus was born for everyone. Why do we celebrate that in the
2: Epiphany? Well, I think that in our humanness, we can make categories and become people of prejudice and discrimination, thinking that you know God isn't for them, he's only for mm-hmm. this group of people. I remember one time when I was in the seminary going to confession, and I had had a just a run-in with a family member, and I just remember the priest saying to me, "God loves that person and delights in that person just as much as He delights in you." So that was an epiphany that mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that God is a God who loves all, no matter what. And I think the other thing about epiphany is that when all was said and done, after they followed the star and mm-hmm. bestowed those gifts, which were revealing of who Jesus was to become, is that they went back by a different route. Mm-hmm. And I've always found that to be inspiring and refreshing for me, to be mindful that we can't get stuck in our ways. Right. That once we are we have that encounter with God, we can't be afraid of change, or where He takes us, mm-hmm. even if it be a different route. And finally, we
1: conclude the Christmas season with the baptism of the Lord which recalls really our own
2: baptism in Christ. And it also signifies the beginning of the public ministry of Jesus, which we are to, if we're going to be followers of him, we need to follow him into that ministry on our own and be the best disciples we can be. And
1: we of our show certainly want to wish the folks that are with us a blessed Christmas holiday, that it continues throughout the entire season and that you celebrate hopefully with your family and with your friends. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
3: Did you know that the Catholic Echo magazine is delivered 10 times per year to 52,000 Catholic households in Northeastern Ohio? That's more than 150,000 people. In the Catholic Echo website, catholicecho.org, has been averaging 30,000 views per month since it launched in February, 2023. Advertise your business, special event or service with the Catholic Echo in print or online. Catholic echo at Youngstowndiocese.org. Advertising discounts are available for Catholic institutions as well as for businesses that commit to five or ten issues in a year. Email Catholic echo at Youngstowndiocese.org or visit the advertising tab at Catholicecho.org for more information.
2: Hello, I'm Bishop Dave Bonner of the Diocese of Youngstown. Christmas is a blessed time to remember the miraculous gift of God's love in Jesus, the newborn King. We recall the angel's message announced over 2,000 years ago. Today, in the city of David is born to you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. As we celebrate his birth, may his gifts of love and peace be born again in our hearts and homes this Christmas season.
3: Wondering what happened to timely Catholic news in the Diocese of Youngstown? It's at catholicecho.org. There, you'll find recent stories about Catholic life in all six counties of the Diocese of Youngstown, plus recent videos, podcasts, and even national and global news. You'll find it all at catholicecho.org under the News tab. Sign up for the email newsletter while you're there to have Catholic news delivered to your inbox.
1: Joining me is Father Michael Balish, who is the Director of Worship for the Diocese of Youngstone. Welcome to our show. Good morning. We know that tomorrow we celebrate Christmas, and we're finding ourselves on this final Sunday of Advent. What is so important for us to remember as we enter this Christmas season? Well, I think it's important for us to remember
0: the presence of Christ in our lives and in our world. And, you know, with a lot of things that go on these days, that's sometimes easy to forget, or it's maybe not as evident as we'd like it to be. So I think the celebration of Christmas, with all of its meanings, the love of family and care that we have and others have for us, I think it's also time just to really call to mind the presence of Christ in our lives and in our
1: world. What I'd like us to talk about is the Christmas season, and it's not just the celebration of Christmas tomorrow, but it's the season that we'll celebrate in subsequent weeks. And talk about the makeup of this season. We know we'll celebrate Feast of the Holy Family, the Epiphany, the Baptism of the Lord, and interspersed, there's the lives of the saints that we celebrate in preparation for the new year. Talk about the season as a whole.
0: Well, I think the wisdom of the church from a liturgical calendar point of view, is the insertion of all these specific feasts within this season just helps us remember the joyfulness of the event of Christmas. Christ entered into our world, and through his entrance into our world, everything has changed mm-hmm. from that point on. And that's a significant event when you think about it. And so I think the wisdom of the church is rather than just having the Feast of Christmas and being done with it, they insert also the celebration of the Holy Family, because, again, the family is the foundation of our lives. The Feast of the Epiphany, the revelation of the Messiah, all of those, I think, point towards the importance of Christmas, so they're contained within that season,
1: so that we can just continue a period of joyful celebration. What I'd like to talk about is how the church celebrates particular saints and events in between Christmas and New Year's. And specifically, I'm talking about Feast of St. Stephen, the first martyr, the Feast of John the Evangelist, the Feast of Thomas Becket, Holy Innocence, Pope Mm -hmm. Sylvester I. Why are those particular saints inserted and celebrated? Why, first of all, we celebrate the first martyr?
0: Well, I think the first martyr is a person, St. Stephen, that you know, gave his life for uh, the gospel message, and, and again, it points to the importance of the revelation of Christ in human history, and Christ's message throughout generation to generation, and you know, I think it's celebrated at that time to reveal that importance, and also to remind us of our call to reveal Christ to one another through our words and deeds and actions. I mean, none of us may be, will be expected to give our life for this, but the duty and responsibility we have to exhibit Christ is something that's ongoing
1: and should be part of every moment of every day of our lives. I know commercially, as Americans, we celebrate Christmas on Christmas Day, and then usually after that we kind of get back to a normal life. We go and exchange Christmas gifts. We take down Christmas trees and decorations. We get ready for the next holiday. As Christians, that celebration is kind of elongated. And why is it important for us to kind of do both, be citizens of the world and citizens of the kingdom and celebrate the fullness of these seasons? Because of the meaning of it. I think the celebrating the
0: fullness of the season just drives home the meaning of the season and the influence it has in our total being. And, you know, in the church, with all of our seasons, we celebrate the feast, and then the season follows. That's the feast of Christmas, and then we have the Christmas season. We celebrate the feast of Easter, and then we have the Easter season. And the significance of the seasons following the feast day, is to help maintain the remembrance and the importance of that feast. It's just not one day and done. Mm -hmm. It continues for a few weeks afterwards, and I, I think that's helpful, especially because of our secular society, it's just the opposite. And so it's very easy, the day after Christmas, to have Christmas a forgotten memory. The Church, in its wisdom, I
1: think, celebrates afterwards to keep that memory alive. Let's go back to that word remembering, because I think that's kind of crucial for who we are. We remember lives, events, special moments. So for us as Catholics, remembering and celebrating Christmas is very important. How do we as Catholics celebrate it anew every year? You know, we do the same thing as parish priests. We do the same thing every year. How do we try to make it fresh and new within our lives and within the lives of our community?
0: Well, I think the freshness comes through a sense of renewal. You know, we celebrate our life every year with our birthday. Mm -hmm. And every year brings new challenges, new circumstances, new adventures, new opportunities. I think it's the same thing when we celebrate these feasts in the church. The celebration of Christmas in the church brings a new opportunity for discovery of faith. The celebration of Christmas brings a new adventure in discovering perhaps how Christ is influencing our lives. And, you know, the influence of Christ in a person who's in their 20s is significantly different than someone in their 50s. And so, as we move through life and we're constantly renewing ourselves and self discovering who we are and what we're about, I think that is also
1: afforded us every year when we celebrate Christmas. Let's talk about the manger. You know, the manger really is pivotal. It's a reminder, visible and visual reminder of what we celebrate. How can we make that more part of our own family life as we celebrate and lift up the manger scene?
0: Well, I think the manger scene, I think it reveals a sense of relationship you know, between parents and children, between family members, and I think those images and the way they're placed and the way we look at majors, it really brings to light just the importance of people in our lives and the relationship we share with others. And, you know, these days in our world and the busyness we all experience and everything that's going on, We sometimes lose sight of the significance of relationships in our lives. It's very easy to put people off because we're too busy, or not to spend time with someone because we've got other things to do. I think the manger scene and the reflection of that and making that scene and those images part of our prayer can allow us to just rediscover the significance
1: of others in our lives. Father Michael Ballish, Director of Worship for the Diocese, thanks so much for your insight and for your presence on our show today. We're going to talk a little bit more about the Christmas season and also Christmas music in our next segment. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
3: The new Catholic Echo podcast will inform and entertain the faithful of the diocese by discussing various topics that are relevant in the church today. Bishop David J. Bonner begins the podcast with your host, Father Jim Corda, on the topic of the day, and then you'll hear from others with expertise on that topic. You can listen to the Catholic Echo podcast on Sundays at 6.30 a.m., on WHOTFM 101, wyfm FM 102.9, WQXK FM 105.1 or catch it online by going to catholicecho.org/podcast. The Catholic Echo podcast is produced by the Communications Department of the Diocese of Youngstown.
2: Hello, I'm Bishop Dave Bonner of the Diocese of Youngstown. Christmas is a blessed time to remember the miraculous gift of God's love in Jesus, the newborn King. We recall the angel's message announced over 2,000 years ago. Today, in the city of David is born to you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. As we celebrate his birth, may his gifts of love and peace be born again in our hearts and homes this Christmas season.
1: Please join Catholic Charities by helping to support the Warm Hearts for Warm Homes campaign, formerly known as Keep the Kids Warm. The Warm Heart for Warm Homes campaign helps to provide direct utility assistance to families with children, working poor adults, and older adults on fixed incomes. Last year, Catholic Charities agencies impacted thousands of people through utility assistance efforts. Unfortunately. This year, the need for heat and utility assistance continues to rise. Catholic Charities is asking for your help to make Warm Hearts for Warm Homes a success by giving to your local parish online at www.ccdoy.org or by calling Catholic Charities at 330-744-8451. With me today is Ralph Holtzhauser, who is the Dawson Director of Music and Cathedral Musician. Welcome to our show. Oh, thank you for having me here, Father. You know, today is the day before Christmas. It's uh, really, we're embarking on Christmas Eve almost. We've just finished our Advent season. You've been very involved in a variety of events, especially with uh, Lessons and Carols. But now we're entering into the Christmas season, which is a special time for us, not only as Christians, but I think as human beings. It's a special time of the year. In preparation for the Christmas holidays, especially at the cathedral, what are some of the things that you've prepared yourself for and the folks that will be joining you in celebration of the Christmas holiday?
4: Well, it's always interesting as a church musician, you know, to be in this season because you never feel like you have a break at all. You know, it's always moving. You always have things to do and it always feels like the next thing's coming right up, you know, so for me to make sure that I'm kind of on my A-game and everything, it's just kind of knowing what I need to do musically, always being prepared and also from a non-musical perspective, just taking care of myself, you know at trying to get some sleep and, you know trying to like keep the head focused and everything, and I always tell my choir members and all the musicians, like all the same things, you know, music is of course the highest priority, especially with regards to the liturgy Mm -hmm. but, you know, in order to perform well, just like anything. You have to really take care of yourself mentally and physically.
1: (laughs) Sure. I think
4: that's uh, wise for sure.
1: What I'd like us to talk about is that oftentimes for us as kind of consumers and human beings, we want to rush into things. So a month ago, we started already with Christmas decorations, maybe even prior to that. Why is it important for us as a church to kind of be focused on the season? We know we're still... In Advent. This is the final fourth Sunday of Advent, but we're going into the holidays. Why is it important for us to just focus on the holiday and the season that's? In the present moment?
4: Well, it always goes by so quick, or seemingly every single year, the season goes by very quick. So I think, especially as Christians and especially as just people, focusing on what is in the present is so, so, so important. From a musical perspective, you know, especially even just sitting there playing at Mass, you know, listening to the choir sing, listening to the congregation participate, I find that is one of the most uplifting things we can do in the season is to worship well. And of course, uh, on on the musical end of things, I always have that extra appreciation and joy for it. Let's talk about Christmas
1: music. You know, there's certainly an abundance of Christmas music. Yes. When you prepare for the liturgy, especially for the Christmas season, are there certain songs that you're allowed to use, and there are certain songs that we shy
4: away from as a church? It's always kind of tough in the Christmas season because it's generally pretty short in the church year. So I try and choose hymns that, of course, are liturgically accurate and appropriate. Mm -hmm. And in regards to that, that isn't too hard, you know, Mm -hmm. because in our hymnals we have so many classics and favorites Mm -hmm. that I think are very, very appropriate. Mm -hmm. However, you know, since the season is so short, you can't put them all in there. So it's kind of really deciphering how best to put the fan favorites while keeping things appropriate you know i always find it's it's kind of a tough balance and especially on the cathedral level, I also like to put uh, you know antiphons in there as well. So that also makes it uh, a little bit more challenging. But mm-hmm. I find things like you know Silent Night and Joy to the World, things of that nature are mm-hmm. always good hymnody that we can use that people know and they will sing and appreciate. Right. And it is also our duty, you know. I feel like as musicians during this time when so many people come to church, you know, for the first time in a long time, mm-hmm. you know, we can make it as accessible as possible, you know.
1: That's a good point, and I appreciate you mentioning that. The one thing I'd also like to talk about, and maybe a little more personal, is do you write any particular music for the Christmas season? And if you do, can you share some
4: of that with us? Um, I have not as of late. I have in the past. So one of my degrees is in composition as well. So one of my biggest focuses as of late has been organ music. And it's funny you should ask, because recently I've been talking to GIA, you know, and been wanting me to write For them. So I'm hoping at the organ end of things I can write for them, and I will be also working with some lyricists as well, so I can write some tunes to some incredible lyrics for the Christmas season and beyond as well. Mm -hmm.
1: Which brings me to another thought, and that is a program that we had several years ago in the diocese that I believe is going to be lack of a better word, resurrected, is a Cecilia Project. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well,
4: the Cecilia Project's intention is to bring a lot of younger people, Mm -hmm. so high school age, college age, into liturgical music and to expose them as to what good liturgical music can be. Mm -hmm. This year we've already had a few people sign up and I've already been teaching lessons and everything on the organ and piano Mm end of things. But I really find, you know, that if we want this thing we call, good liturgical music to keep on going. And as a church, just period, we need to have younger people involved. I am wholeheartedly supporting that program and making it move forward.
1: Well, we certainly wish you well. in that program, I think it's wonderful to invite and encourage young people, especially those who are musically gifted and talented, to use those talents for the life of the church. Definitely. Because in this kind of day and age, it's really hard to find good wonderful musicians and singers and organists, and I think to cultivate that is really a priority for us in the dust and church. Definitely. As we look forward to these next couple days, Christmas Eve and then Christmas and the season, what are some of the things that you're going to focus on, especially at the cathedral?
4: Well, I mean, from a musical standpoint, just good choral music. You know, we've been trying to build a good choral cathedral sound. So as we're going forward, making sure that the quality is very, very, very high, and even just in terms of dialogue back and forth between musical accompaniment and singing, I I think that's so, so, so important, and even if we're talking about that relationship, we can extend that further to the spoken word of liturgy, which Mm -hmm. is super important as well, so Mm -hmm. I always find a good liturgical flow is very, very important, especially during the season, and at all times, of Mm -hmm.
1: course. What would you like to tell the folks that are with us, especially those of us myself included, who cannot sing but attempt to do that. (laughs) When we gather for liturgy, that's really an important component of giving back to the Lord. For those of us who are not musically inclined, what message would you like to give us?
4: Quite simply, uh, please sing as much as you can, because everybody has the ability to sing, you know. You don't go to a dinner, we can use this analogy, you don't go to a dinner and say, hello, how are you? And you know, Nothing is said back. You know, it's so when there is some sort of musical response or a hymn sing till so you can't sing anymore, honestly.
1: Ralph Holzhauser, <laughs> good advice. We appreciate it and thank you for your presence here on our show today, but you, also Father. for the wonderful work you do as our diocesan director of music I appreciate and it. for the cathedral. And for more information, you can go to CatholicEcho.org. The Catholic Echo Podcast is a production of the Roman Catholic Diocese of Youngstown in cooperation with Cumulus Media Youngstown. I'm your host, Father Jim Corda. Have a blessed day, and may God be with you.